0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across me and diametrically opposed to every common sense solution and racial progress that we've made in the U.S. But he is very glad to say he's a natural born listener. He's uh, and you are Mark Lawrence (laughs) proposer of preposterous ideas and bizarre (laughs) schemes
2: that will have a terribly detrimental effect on the United States of America.
1: Okay, <laughs> so you would disagree with some of my ideas. I do, yes. Frankly. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. That sets the scene. We're going to hear from Pamela Falk at eight or nine forty-five this morning, talking about Russia-Ukraine. She's uh, international analyst for CBS News. So we'll hear from her at eight forty-five, nine forty-five. I don't know why I got a block on saying that at the right time. On the market sponsor by well, the sponsor. Well, you've
2: had more than one mental block in our <laughs> careers <laughs> together.
1: It's <right>. <laughs> just a series of blocks. All right, I'm a block hit. Uh, on the mark sponsored by the Saturday Mar- Mar- Thank you. Uh- can I finish the, just the sure, sponsor? Sure, go ahead. It's I, our, yeah, uh, we, we've got
2: to pay the sponsors. The numbers be
1: damned, <laughs> but let, let's at least mention the sponsor, Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Uh, you can call us toll-free, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM if you send us a text. we got some texts and emails lined up in front of us that related to our conversation yesterday about the Roosevelt statue being, uh, I believe it has been removed, right? It's gone now. It's gone. Okay. In front of the American Museum of Natural, Natural History, History in New York City. Mm-hmm. And the goal there, of course, the uh, inferior positioning of an African-American. It wasn't in- inferior. They were just walking beside his horse. They could have been friends out for a day. Okay. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. So there's the other side of the story. <laughs> so uh, we will try to get to those comments today, but we got callers waiting. Big news yesterday. We had this live on our Facebook. Facebook page and uh, ASAP on WKOK okay, and TextConnect and tweeting and Facebook. Closure of the country cupboard. F- uh, big factors involved that. COVID-19 reduced volumes. Worker shortage. Extremely high cost to buy food that they are hoping to serve there. You can't have all of those happen at the same time and stay in business. Uh, Not so easily. The, so the family decided uh, to curtail that business mm-hmm. in the month ahead. So that'll be our first topic. 1-800- Kathy, so much for calling in this morning. You're our first caller of the morning on this topic. Go ahead.
3: Yes, good morning. I understand you wanted stories about the country cupboard, and I have a story. A group of us in the area, there were seven of us, uh, did a trip, a group trip, and the trip was called Canyonlands, and we flew out to Las Vegas. And we there we got on a bus and we toured around the area we were in nevada and utah and arizona and our tour guide was a gentleman by the name of craig cherry and he now lives in las vegas but he has lived all over the united states and he used to do tours on the east coast and uh one of someone in the group asked him where his favorite place to go was and he said the country cupboard in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> and this is while you're in in Las we Vegas. We were
3: out in the western part of the of the United States, and this guy's lived all over the United States. And his favorite place to go was the country cupboard in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. And my jaw dropped open, and I'm like, he knows we're from Central Pennsylvania. And he's just putting us on. But truly, we asked him a couple times, truly, that was his favorite place to go.
1: Isn't that funny? He
3: took a group from, I'm not sure, somewhere in New York, and they traveled down through, and they wound up in Lancaster County somewhere. But his favorite place of everywhere he's ever been was Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, at the country cupboard.
1: Isn't that funny how we learned yesterday, too, that, you know, you would go there and there'd be a hundred other people there. And, okay, so you think, okay, so there's a hundred customers at a restaurant, good for them. But for each and every one of them, they're all enjoying, you know, a great part of a great day, enjoying a great meal and making a memory and, and having some fun. So I think uh, we, it kind of reemphasized that, you know. I, I kind of think, okay, you go there for breakfast, there you go, you hear the change member guests to speak and you move on. But uh, a lot of memories being made, a lot of stories being told. Yes, jo?
2: I'm getting a b- new freezer in my house just to hold all the uh, sticky
1: buns I plan to buy and freeze. <laughs> in advance. <laughs> in advance. So.
2: Hey, thanks, Kathy. Appreciate your call.
1: Yeah, thank thanks. you very much. Take care. All 800 is the telephone number. Chris- we, uh, we absolutely must discuss
2: President Biden's nasty, vicious comments yesterday to a reporter.
1: I mean, This makes Donald Trump look like Peter Pan. Oh, it doesn't. (laughs) Didn't uh, Trump used to curse, at least on the campaign trail? I'm not so much. I don't recall him too much
2: in the White House. But if you recall, I don't know whether we were able to get the audio for this, but Joe Biden, when he was being sworn in, when he was talking in a Zoom call for all of his appointees, he told them, if any of you show any disrespect ever, you will be
1: fired on the spot. We do it. Do we have that audio? Of course. As as the producer plainly puts right in front of your well, nose. he says
2: he has Joe's SOB comment vaulted. He doesn't say the other one is vaulted.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so what do
2: you want? Well, I was looking for the comment that he made first that said anybody who t- shows any disrespect to any of their colleagues or any anybody in the media or anybody at all will be fired immediately. When is I mean, he said that? It, yeah, I sent the link to the audio. Uh, of it. I don't know. Maybe it was, I sent two links.
1: Yeah, that got lost in the mail, Okay, but
2: he actually did say that. Uh, I saw it this morning. It reminded me that he was standing there saying, any disrespect and you'll be fired on the spot. Well, no considered questions. this
4: Will you take questions on Thank inflation you. then? Let's move. Thank you. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Thank you all. Do you think
6: inflation is a political... That's
5: a great asset.
7: More inflation. What a stupid son of a...
1: Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Rob. All right. uh, So there's the comment So I wonder
2: if he should be fired immediately. He should resign at once because he said anybody in his administration who showed any disrespect or discourtesy should be fired on the spot, no questions asked. Do you think that uh, he'll still be president a year from now? Well, I don't
1: know. I'm saying by his own words, he should resign at once. Yeah, no political leader that I think will resign ever does. So I guess he'll <laughs> still be around. Stan, you're on the mark. Thanks for dialing up and calling in. Go right ahead.
6: Yes, please. Joe Biden, resign. That'd be a great <laughs> service to America. Well, I wasn't uh, asking if yeah, he wanted Mr. it. Mr. Congeniality and Mr. Humble. Humble uh, Mr. Joe, our our just, great you know, uniter, the great I uniter. he didn't realize the mic was on.
2: I think he did know it
1: was on. He was talking mm-hmm. right into it. Yeah, I think he probably knew. Yeah. Just wanted to get the get it out there. And he apologized not for calling him a son of a bee. he called him for calling him stupid into the mic. Yeah, he,
6: nothing nothing personal. Nothing pers- I have seen that that he called Ducey and says nothing personal, pal. Pal, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, that's not why I called. So, you know, more more talk of drum beats of war over there. You know, the president of uh Ukraine says, you know, what what What's going on here? You know, Americans are safer in Kiev than they are in Los Angeles, you know, with what's going on. He says the Russians ain't going to invade, and he should know he's there. He says they're just, you know, they're just, you know, threatening and that, and I've been threatening for years. But the other thing is, you know, Eric called in and said that, you know, Trump screwed up NATO and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's, you know, the other members of NATO are trying to send Ukraine weapons for their self-defense. But Germany, for some reason, Germany refuses to go along with what the rest of the NATO countries are going on. Could it possibly be because they're reliant upon Russia for all their energy to run their country? Could be.
2: Sounds like so, it's common sense to me.
6: Yeah. So, so, so who's, who's, uh, <laughs> who's, uh, who's kowtowing to Russia? wasn't Trump. But it seems like Germany is. And now Biden is, too. You know, he, he's the one that left go, let put got rid of the sanctions on on their pipeline over there so that the Russians could continue it. And they're going to make a fortune off of it, selling fuel to the, the Europeans, not just Germany, but the other Europeans. So they're kind of, you know, hesitant to say anything against Russia because they actually want to stay warm in the winter. So things, things are a mess over there. And don't know what the answer is whether they start shooting or not well who knows but i do know that we don't need to be involved let them fight it out on their own
2: Well, but we have traditionally supported countries, and I think we should be supporting countries who are trying to be democratic and who are trying to espouse the same principles of freedom and, um, I guess, benevolence, if you will, that we try to provide here in the United States of America. So if if we don't reward people who are trying to be good and we don't punish people who are trying to be bad, what kind of moral authority, if any, do we exert in the world? Why are we the world's moral authority? Because we are, as President Reagan said, the shiny city on the hill.
1: So we have to be a. Bully. Why do all
2: these people want to come here, Mark? Why are they streaming across our southern border? <laughs> Everybody wants well, to live in Los Estados Unidos.
6: Speak, speaking of the southern border, I, that's one of the reasons they're talking up Ukraine so bad, is, you know, they're trying to divert attention from the southern border. In, in December, there was 106. Now, I'm not sure if it was 160-some thousand... Apprehensions or contacts? They said you know, contacts. I heard they're that. They're real clear on that stuff. They said contacts.
2: But, or the, the, well, they okay. came across okay. the border. They didn't say what the disposition mm-hmm. of them was.
6: Right. So they captured some. Some they just got away, and they're somewhere in the U.S. They have no idea. And <clears throat> but that's that's part of what they're trying to divert attention from, and the crime in the streets. You know, it's it's all diversion. You know, they're wagging the dog, as the old saying goes. So it's it's you know but you're right joe we should i don't have a problem supplying weapons to ukraine as long as they pay for them to defend themselves i think we should should give them everything they need but we should not ever send our troops in there in any way, shape, or form.
2: But remember, the Ukraine wanted to join NATO, and that's one of the reasons there's this hostility from Russia. Russia does not want any country in its sphere of influence joining NATO. They feel it's a direct threat. So to the extent that that would be provocative, uh, we have not let them in, but they'd like in. And if they were in and they were invaded, it would be our duty to defend them, as it would be every signatory of the NATO agreement.
6: Right, and we we don't need to let them in. They can, we can just help supply them with weapons to defend themselves, and and we'll go from there. But yeah, there's there's no reason for us to send troops in there ever. We have no no interest in there. They they, they do nothing for us as far as energy or anything else. Except maybe maybe Hunter might be losing some money because if, you know if they get shut down as... Company he works for, they might, you know, not he be able to pay a, him anymore. He owns a Chinese and Joe, lithium mine Then Biden in won't Ukraine. get his, you know, then 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 the big guy won't get his ten percent.
2: Well, but, he'll just have to p- paint know, a few. Another, sorry. He'll just have to paint a few more pictures that sell for half a million
6: each. <laughs> there you go, paint a few more pictures and maybe go to China and work up some more billion dollar deals so that you know, uh, big the big guy gets his other ten percent from those deals. So yeah, I mean the corruption runs deep, and we'll have to wait and see what happens. But as I said, no troops anywhere near the Ukraine border. But we are sending troops, from my understanding, into the into the region. Well, maybe
2: we disagree a little bit on that. I mean, I, I believe that we have a tradition of defending democracy and republics around the world. Um, we also, uh, according to according to people, Donald Trump cozied uh, up to uh, despots and uh, people who were evil. You know, right, so right, so. We'll, uh-huh. So what should we do? We, should, we shouldn't we should do anything? We should just cover our heads and, dig and put them down no. the sand like an ostrich? arm them.
6: Arm them. Let them fight the war themselves. Didn't we find out for 20 years in Afghanistan and, and in Iraq? And we're still in Iraq. Well,
2: let me say a word to you. Let me say a word to you that may bring back memories. Vietnamization. And yep. that didn't work real well, did it?
6: That's right. It didn't work. We spent how many years there and lost how many, you know, 50-some thousand lives, and who knows, untold Maine And is the same thing happened in Iraq and Iran. We went in, we kicked the Taliban out, and then we stayed. We should have left. All right. We accomplished okay. the goal, and we should have left, but we didn't. So now they want to, you know, work towards the same thing. But it's all a diversion to hide what's really going on in this country. And, And Ducey asked the proper question. What about inflation? But I guess he's a stupid SOB for asking such a
1: question. <laughs> yeah, he should have known better. Yeah. The yeah. He said it was an asset.
2: Well, to, what was funny about that is the president was saying he had been asked a question that was completely off topic. It was some sort of an economic se- session dealing with the inflation issue. And so he said to the one reporter, I'm not going to answer that question because all you do then, that becomes the news. You, and this is uh, too important a meeting to to not have it be the lead story in your newscast. And that's when Ducey asked him a question that was directly on target. And he calls him yep. a stupid SOB. Ask <laughs> yeah,
1: him about in- yep. Yep. inflation.
2: That's what the meeting
1: was about. It was about inflation. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Thanks for calling in. All right. 1-800-795-9565. our telephone number. I want to remind you about the Sunbury Motor Company. They sponsor our On the Mark program. They are the reason we are enjoying open phones right now. We'd love to hear from you. SunburyMotors.com is their website, but you can look at the other addresses they have, North 4th Street and Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. We invite you to do what I've doing. I've been doing is driving a different Ford F-150 each week. I'm back in the ruby red one uh, with the uh, six-foot box and the crew seat, and it's got automatic everything. I'm using the Ford Pass to start the motor in the morning, so when I come out, it's snow and ice-free, and it's good to go. Uh, we're still getting close to 20 miles a gallon. Since I've been letting it warm up, uh, we went as low as 17, then we had a short highway trip over the weekend, so we're Back up to 20 miles to the gallon, but uh, we had it up to 44 miles to the gallon right after we filled up before we got to the next red light. So, uh, but the super vehicle. It's got the start-stop technology. It has an eco mode if you want to drive and save a few dollars. Also gives you an eco report card. Tells you how you're doing as you go along. Tells you that uh, you know your acceleration is a little bit wasteful. Or your deceleration is a little much. Uh, but uh, it gives you little hints if you want it. Then it'll give you some ways to slow down if you want. I drive around this particular truck in eco mode, but Joe likes to haul around in sport mode, which turns the V6 into a V8. The mileage goes down a little bit, but it breaks the posted legal speed limit in a heartbeat, and Joe just loves yeah, that. Yeah, so, let's have some speed. Right. <laughs> Joe also likes the deep mode. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an opportunity for you to save a lot of money on a fabulous uh, truck. This one's a 2022. I was driving a 2021 Bronco. We did the Mustang E-Mach and the And a couple other vehicles. Uh, But do as I've done. Uh, Take them for a test drive if you need to, then buy at the Sunbury Motor Company, sunburymotors.com.
5: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area.
1: talking about Country Cupboard, one of our listeners upper right-hand corner, Joe. Very sad news coming from the Country
2: Cupboard restaurant, but I agree with them. I think they did pick the right time to close. I would like to give my opinion on what they should be looking for to come into their building. Would love to see something like an Amish restaurant owned by the Amish and a huge farmer's market attached in the store, or an indoor water park. Anything for kids is a good seller.
1: All right, super. Thank you for that. Yeah, talking about the Country Cupboard, uh, Chris Baylor said uh, COVID-19 impacted on the high volume that they need to operate the restaurant Uh, food prices skyrocketing so and of course they have a worker shortage so they can't get enough help plus they have to pay all of their workers more so you know used to be able to pay a waitress four dollars an hour and then the wait staff would rely on their tips to fill it out now you got to pay a a wait staff person six eight nine ten twenty dollars an hour just to get them to stay on the clock and then of course they get their tips also so uh, having proper high fair wages is costing businesses so uh, businesses that relied on you know wait staff level waitress uh, l- wages in the past
2: high fair wages that's an editorial comment high Well, that's wages. right this
1: is an opinion <laughs> show we probably should have <laughs> mentioned that before you came on okay thank you okay but anyway all right one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five on the topic of removing quite appropriately removing no, no, the, no, not at all the Teddy Roosevelt equestrian statue uh, that demanded that an a uh, Native American and an African American are walking beside the horse. Uh, the, some of our listeners. Of Teddy Roosevelt, you forgot to mention who. Oh, okay, thank you. I <laughs> want uh, uh, three comments from our audience
2: once, and in the Ken Burns documentary, The Roosevelt's Episode 2, historians clearly point out that Teddy Roosevelt felt the white race was superior to others. Actually thought Americans were superior to
1: others. And the white race. And what did he say about eugenics? He was an advocate for this, using genetics to make sure that whites get stronger and blacks disappear. I'm not familiar with that. I thought I knew quite a bit
2: about Teddy Roosevelt, but I've never heard that. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, It's in Wikipedia. When was eugenics discovered? It wasn't that early, was it? Maybe he started to talk about it. I don't know. It's in the Wikipedia reference is that that was one of the observations related to him. Uh, the little box in but the again, bottom.
2: But e- again, let's say he was a, a horrible racist, w- racist, which he wasn't. He still... Uh, did so much for this country. Right. You, as an environmentalist, should be down kissing right. his feet every day.
1: Right. Well, and I think this is the removal of a statue, but the statue will be placed appropriately at another will location. It? I
2: heard there was no
1: uh, no plans for it. There I, isn't a plan for it, but it will go somewhere. According to these folks, that somewhere. What was wrong with where it was? South Dakota. Well, I think if you, if in today's age... so in day other words, are going to be less
2: offended in South Dakota.
1: And, well, with the proper context, whatever that happens to be, in and some other put kind put of the a proper museum. context, but in there's the mu- still a memorial museum within the American natural history Right, pl-
2: they say they're continuing facility. to honor him. Right,
1: so. So you just don't have to have the statue out front. I mean, you'd have to ask yourself, these people that run the museum in New York City, that's, uh, you know, some sort of a commission. They had to ask themselves, is this the best we can do? And I, I think it's obvious that if you have a Native American or a black in an inferior position on a statue... What's
2: inferior? That they were walking beside a horse. Well, you mean, don't know the
1: context of it. Yeah, but you just you assume they, it's racist. But no, 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 I don't assume anything, uh, everything I know about this I've learned in the past 24 hours from you, but is is there not a hierarchical implication that goes with that, that they're trying to imply? You know, and that, if you're sensitive to this, are you, would you say you're sensitive to race or insensitive to race? I believe I'm sensitive to okay. it. Okay. So you do not see the hierarchical implications if you see that? Look, Teddy Roosevelt was known as Answer what? Answer me. What? Do you oh, see? I'm answering
2: you. What was Teddy Roosevelt's yes no? nickname?
1: the Rough Rider.
2: Why was he called that? Because he led a charge on horseback up Kettle Hill during the Spanish-American War. He was considered a hero of that war. He is associated through his entire life with the outdoors, with horseback riding. So to put him on a horse was a quite natural thing. They could have put him just as easily walking side by side with the black and the Native American. I don't think it was anything other than a a tribute to his uh, way he lived. He lived on a horse. So that's a no? Yes, that's okay. a no, okay. but uh, the, I'm giving you the context you said you it. wanted. No, no, I love it. I'm learning a lot here. Uh, this. Did you read this one? No, but it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, we read that one. <laughs> oh, okay, we did. Okay, thank you. All right, and then the uh, text. Okay, while New York City removes the benign statue of Teddy Roosevelt, they have
1: crime running rampant and cops dying. Screwed up priorities. Amen. Well, I don't think the Historic Museum Commission is in charge of crime in the city. I'm no, not sure why they should ignore, all, they should do no progress until all crime is solved. Is that what you're saying? Well, all right, so who is offended by this? Black people, Native Americans? I don't I, I don't th- you haven't told me that anyone was offended that they decided that it was time for a change. If I'm picking this up. Well right- uh, if you read the story, uh, there's a guy
2: who was uh, the mayor of New York City until recently and now is gone. He called it problematic. Uh, called it a problematic statue. Well, what's problematic about
1: it? <laughs> well, because, again, you are racially sensitive, but somehow strangely also unaware <laughs> of why the statue could be, could send the wrong message for the historical okay. uh, commission that runs this They place. took down the statue of Stephen
2: Foster in Pittsburgh. He was playing a banjo and a statue included a black person sitting at his feet. What? You don't remember that? Well, that I remember was over we talked about ago. it here, but okay. I didn't. I... That was what the statue looked like. Okay. Now, Stephen Foster was a great composer of music that today is largely ignored because it's considered racially insensitive. So, we have thrown away, we're throwing away elements of our culture because some people are offended by it. Isn't it better to maintain the cultural elements we have and put them in context or explain them rather than remove them and throw them out and dump them in the river? So,
1: we should call black people the N-word from time to time just to <laughs> remind them. Is that are you what you're aware saying? aware
2: that, that they actually set fire to a George Washington statue in uh, Portland, Oregon, I think it was. <laughs> How you know,
1: do statues burn? Stan I don't is know. yelling. They threw into gas radio on it, right they
2: painted now. it. I, don't, I have the story here. I'll have to look
1: it up. Oh, one of our information sources says, Mark, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Go ahead. Wikipedia. Yeah, that's a reliable source for truthful information. <laughs> not.
2: You forgot to say the not. Okay. Here's the story. Let me find it here, what, what he said. Uh, in a statement, the city, this is de Blasio, former Mayor de Blasio. The city supports the museum's request. It is the right decision and the right time to remove this problematic statue. What's problematic about it?
1: Well, I think if you are concerned about this depiction of this hierarchical level, this uh, hierarchical level, or you know the inferior platform that they're on, or if you know enough about Teddy Roosevelt to know what his true views of race and whiteness were, then that's but they the were problematic walking, issue. They
2: were walking with him. As long if as you don't statue, know
1: what he really stood for, it's perfectly fine. If denied. the statue showed Teddy Roosevelt
2: on a dais somewhere elevated far. Above above and these black and Indians were
1: groveling at his feet I can understand <laughs> it <laughs> was this a split vote by chance because this sounds like a pretty you could argue for either side of this well I'll have to look that up oh, okay see well, what I'm the just saying, I mean when this commissioner, or whoever did it it just seems to me that you know you and I could both argue on either side of this keeping the statue with proper context you've always argued that all right to be continued this is WK, okay Sunbury oh.
0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. <laughs> the
1: puppeteers. <laughs> yes, we were talking about Joe Biden off mic. The puppeteer.
2: Yeah, he has a puppeteer. He's the dummy sitting on somebody's lap. We just don't know whose lap he's sitting on.
1: You said that when President Biden took office, he said anybody who makes a disparaging remark, a personal disparaging remark about somebody else. Would be fired on on the the spot, spot. no questions asked. But I'm not joking
7: when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone. I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody, everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity.
1: Boy, he's talking about colleagues. He and Peter Ducey aren't colleagues. Yes, they are. Oh, no, they are not.
2: In what way? You said in that resp- oh, so in other words, you can't you can talk down to other people who aren't in the administration but if you
1: talk down to somebody in the administration that we're going to fire you for. Joe, you come in here every day you say words matter. So the president says any colleague who disparages another colleague gets fired on the spot. And then you say, "Oh, that should also the so word colleague should also apply to reporters." They are Do in, words the, whi- in or the white, they're in the white, they're in the
2: White House, they're in the briefing room. They have credentials allowing them access to the
1: White House. Okay. Does that not make them a colleague? Okay, so yesterday when Matt was up with the country cupboard and he's in the Front row, and he has his WKOK lanyard on. He was actually an employee, he was a colleague of Chris Bailey. I didn't say employee. I didn't say employee. But he was a colleague of Chris. He that was day? there, yes, for that moment. Uh, he was. He, he was, was a, a col- He
2: was there at their forbearance.
1: <laughs> Joe, you are so far out. <laughs> Your eyes are turning brown. That's how bad it is. Oh come on, you know
2: what he meant. He meant that anybody that he wasn't going to no. talk down to people I'm the way Joe or the colleagues. way Trump
1: did. I think he was trying to set. So the So in other
2: words, it's all right to you can curse out
1: other people, but don't curse out people you work with. Joe, what are you made of mush or something? <laughs> Suddenly you can't hear somebody say, "Son of a blank." You know, and then well, you're, no, you're all offended. Well, no, I think it's offended.
2: the hypocrisy of it. You know, everybody called in this show, Donald Trump's horrible. He said he was going to grab some woman. He's can gonna you, go do this. He's gonna do can you go five minutes without
1: bringing up Donald Trump? Can you go five minutes without bringing up? I haven't mentioned him all day. You keep bringing him up. Okay, well, can I'm you go five minutes te-
2: without mentioning Joe
1: Biden? I'm focused on <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, well, Teddy, poor old Teddy's been dead for quite a while. He's been drugged through the mud lately, though. All right, is our telephone number. We're enjoying Open Phones. Our sponsor sponsor is the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. We invite you to do what I've done. Go get pick up the keys with or without permission, drive a car off the lot, and take it for a test drive, and then pay for it. Pay for it after you take a test drive. Incidentally,
2: his son was one of the leaders of the Allied invasion of, world, of France in World War II. He actually suffered a fatal heart attack and died in France. But they landed his division off... About a mile and a half from where it was supposed to be, and he famously said, Okay, we'll start the war from here.
1: (laughs) Now, how I don't know if there's any presidents that are simple people, sort of one dimensional, but how multi dimensional was Teddy Roosevelt? Oh, very multi dimensional. Extremely, right? Look
2: at his career. He was a New York police commissioner, he was the governor of New York, the
1: sickly kid. Very sickly kid. Went
2: Uh, west. Went west, lived uh, a very rugged life for about, I think it was about three, four years, somewhere in that neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. Built himself up, came back, um, was governor of New York. They wanted to get rid of him. They thought that would be a great idea to get rid of Teddy Roosevelt because he was such a pain in the posterior to them with all of his ideas and all the changes. The political machine hated him. So they said, where can we bury this guy? Mm. Well, they buried him as vice president of the United States. And then William McKinley was assassinated.
1: Mm. And he
2: became the president. Okay, And he busted trusses. These are real trusts. Trusts, not trusses. Trusts. (laughs) Trusts? Trusts. 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 Right. Okay. He, they called him a trust buster. Not trespasses. No, a trust buster.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: I mean, he really did a lot for America. Now, yes, you could say he ran over. He ran over the people of South America. Uh, he, of course, the Panamanians liked him because he got them independence. And but he took their canal from them, if you will. But if it wasn't for Teddy Roosevelt, we wouldn't have the Panama
1: Canal. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, we are talking about Teddy Roosevelt. We can also talk about the country cover. Well, the reason we're talking about him is they took his statue down in front of the Museum of Natural History in New York. In New York. Uh, it was a split vote. NPR reports it was a split was vote. Was it a split vote? I thought well, it was. Well, they're was. good. There's some people with common well, sense in that board. Exactly. And I think, you know, you call it common sense. I call it uh, perfectly depicting what's going on in the U.S. right now. Folks in all municipalities including including Chambersburg, Uh, some agree that let's make some progress on race, others say let's go backwards. So it's an opportunity. The whole country's split on this. And it's not President Trump's fault. It's not uh, Rush Limbaugh's fault. It's our own fault. We're our own fate maker in in this case. We wish to be divided. We want to accentuate division. If you want to carry this wokeness through to its
2: ultimate conclusion, we don't view any president before the current one because he's the most woke president we ever had. Everybody else is flawed beyond belief. Ronald Reagan was horrible. Uh, <laughs> all of them were horrible. They Dwight Eisenhower didn't fight hard enough for
1: uh, integration of the, the army. You know.
2: Call us now, one
1: 800 is our telephone Let's number. Let's whitewash them all and get them out of there.
2: Well, right. No, I'm sorry, we can't whitewash Joe's Ch- being them, racially be
1: sensitive bad. in his <laughs> remarks right now. This is what he calls racially sensitive, folks. No, this is what I call historically sensitive. I got you. Okay. All right. Whatever you call it, you call it what you want. We'll You'll just, call it what you want. Well, no, we'll call it what it really is. But anyway, who was it, Maya Angelou, who said, uh, if somebody tells you who they are, believe them. All 800 our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and you can email us at onthemarket@kok.com. We do have some emails, so we'll read those as uh, time goes on. And uh, we do not have any new texts, but we'll take more texts uh, sent to uh, 70236 with the keyword OTM. You can send an email to onthemarket@kok.com. I got some brief news headlines here. Some promising trends in COVID-19 hospitalization statewide from the w- over the weekend as there were 500 Fewer patients admitted to hospitals statewide. Same story borne out in Geisinger, Danville. Four fewer patients on board. Still a near record number admitted, 128, but the number's going down. Evangelical Community Hospital also treating five fewer patients. Country Cupboard Restaurant and Shops will close. Chris Bale, our CEO, says the final decision to close the three-generation business was made last week, but it's been coming for a while.
4: It was the most challenging conversation I've ever had. I think some people were understanding of the circumstances. They know what we've been through the past almost two years as an organization. It's it's been a battle on a lot of fronts. Uh, it Doesn't make the news any easier, but I think they were understanding. We were fortunate to you know have some PPP funds to kind of help us and aid in the blow. But the reality was, a business of our size really needs volume, and the volume really just dried up over the past 2 years. So we kind of saw the writing on the wall the past
7: couple months and kind of evolved and grew into the other businesses, the hotels, the Maddie Sport House Grill. It's almost like we would innovate and adapt, but it uh, it's run its course.
1: That's Gary Baylor. On the last part of the remarks there, it's unknown what the future of that will be. They attributed the closure to the significant impact that COVID-19 has had on the business, skyrocketing inflation, food costs that are happening, and the worker shortage. They have half the number of workers they once had at Country Cupboard. Pennsylvania Republicans have sent Governor Tom Wolf a congressional He has vowed to veto a move nearly guaranteed to put the courts in charge of determining the state's new district lines. Spotlight PA is reporting the state Senate voted 29 to 20 Monday to approve Republican-backed plans that nonpartisan analysts say has a clear GOP advantage. Of course, we'll end up with the same way we did before with the courts uh, becoming cartographers and demographers and drawing their own men. And in Battle Creek, Michigan, locals are looking for justice with some fundraising and city help. 500 people will get a ring doorbell in Michigan. They use those cameras for security. Akisha Newton said a ring doorbell cam helped capture the license plate number of the person who murdered her daughter. And now she's now involved in distributing ring doorbells for free to help bring in future criminals to justice. How about that? How about that? All right, 1-800-795-9565, upper right-hand corner, Joe, yes, and then uh, we got a call.
2: Doug says, Mark, so when you're driving in an ice-warm car and you see a m- couple of minorities walking in the streets when it's freezing outside, I assume you stop and open your doors for them because you don't want to appear superior. Wouldn't that be the bleeding-heart liberal thing to
1: do? I just think I, it shows, Doug, you don't get it. This is really about a reckoning that happened over the past couple of years in the country. Wokeness, and, we call it. Right, you call it wokeness. Exactly. Please, re- we, please reveal we who you Woke up really and are.
2: realized that everybody who isn't uh, disagrees with us is a racist. We right.
1: finally figured it out. All right. So, and it's an opportunity to show respect, Doug. If you wish to be disrespectful, do so. Oh, Honestly. so the statue is disrespectful. If you think that statue it, is disrespectful, if you think that it depicts blacks or Native Americans as in, inferior, that's disrespectful. That's a perception. Were these they grabbing his the sta- feet? They were no, walking. No, these people erect. changed their statue based
2: on perception, did not reality. The, uh, did you see the, the the statue? There's nothing demeaning. You showed me in a picture there's of. There's nothing it. demeaning in the depiction of the black and the Native American. Nothing. Okay. Except that they're walking, and Roosevelt's on a horse.
1: Right, and they're up at the same level with him.
2: They're well, they're at the, as tall as the horse. They aren't shrunken down into some diminutive <laughs> size. <laughs> they're not to just, make them look inferior. They're not at his feet listening to banjo music. They were, the they were, they were music. standing up tall, and they looked. They looked. Like proud people.
1: Okay, so they were depicted proudly, and this is a big mistake. Well, these weren't cartoons. This wasn't Chief Wahoo. They were depicted as proudly as possible under with that sort of scene. Right. Depicted. I mean, it wasn't okay.
2: Willie Best or okay. Mantan Moreland. I mean, well, it was a strong-looking
1: black man and a
2: strong-looking Native American.
1: Like I said, I can see why the board would be divided, just as we are, you know, if, if you're Sensitive to this, or wish to be respectful, you can think, well, maybe it's not the ideal statue. You say it depicts an accurate point in time and some sort of a scene no, involving I say it two depicts people. Teddy Roosevelt, with him. who was associated right. his whole life with horses and riding. Gotcha. Okay, caller, stand by. We're going to take a quickie break. We'll be right back.
5: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is.
1: Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. We're going to be joined by Pamela Falk, a CBS International News Analyst at uh, the uh, Foreign Affairs Analyst uh, at eight four, or 945 this morning. Yeah, right. We missed it. I got a block on, on saying that number. As you right. do in so many things. So many things. I just can't <laughs> accept the truth. Go ahead, Eric. You're on the mark
4: good morning gentlemen thank you for taking my call and uh joe i won't call you an sob or anything like that but um so we caught the president being human yesterday uh (laughs) he was he was stressed out um i i'll ask you this question joe have you ever not thought those terms after talking maybe not with me perhaps but with other other (laughs) callers that you know and having at least pop into your brain a snide remark or perhaps even after you cut cut the person off you know said Something which was probably not the best thing to say?
1: Not stupid. I might say the other thing.
2: I can (laughs) truthfully say I've never called anybody in this program a name, and I have never thought about calling people names. On air or off. You know, I may say uh, to Mark afterwards, uh, gee, that call didn't make a lot of sense. We have one call in particular that comes in and is often quite bizarre. But, you know, other than that... I didn't promise that I was going to fire everybody That uh, on the spot if they disrespected their colleagues or their co-workers or whoever. President Biden said he was going to do something different. He was going to be different than Donald Trump. Well, he's not. He's the same kind of oh, nasty no, no, he guy. He is
4: different most of the time, but again, we caught up being human. And then what happened last night? It was reported that he then called that reporter up and apologized.
2: He didn't apologize. He said, nothing personal, pal. That well, doesn't think, sound like an apology to Trump me. Trump used
1: to apologize
2: no, to it people. Didn't,
4: it is. I mean, he, he really didn't infer that the uh, the ethnicity of the person or the, the parentage of the person, which is what that term means, the is called into question. Uh, <laughs> But uh, and how many times did uh, our former president do that? How many times I did he don't ever think I don't think he personally? ever
2: apologized to anybody that I'm aware no, of. Was but Joe don't think Joe Biden, he to anyone to seven or eight. But Joe Biden said he was going to be a different kind of guy.
4: He's not. And he is trying to, but realize <laughs> we he, we caught him being human, you know. And, so we didn't catch Donald being Trump being human <laughs> beings with feelings. <laughs> well, did but we catch Donald Trump? He then made the corrective Well,
2: you realize what you're saying. You're saying Joe Biden was being human, but Donald Trump. Oh no, he was a disaster. He was a horrible person. Well, that's all true. <laughs> I both totally agree to with say? you on that point.
4: But then, and then, then we then caught after Donald Trump being did, uh, human. Mister, the uh, uh, president. No, Trump ever apologized, come back and act like he was human?
1: I
2: don't think no. so. I, I'm not defending
1: I President so Trump. I'm well, just telling minute, you Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not exactly what President Biden said to Peter Ducey over the phone. Uh, that's Peter Ducey's version of it, saying... Uh, it's not personal pal but you do not know that that's what the president actually said if you don't believe what president like biden fine. you don't like believe him? what president biden says and you were smart enough not to believe what president trump said how do you but peter Ducey is automatically he's the truth-sayer of all things if he says he said i apologize pal that that's the way it really went down well why why would peter Ducey lie about it
0: i'm
4: just saying
2: he got a call from well, the if president the
4: president took the step of actually personally calling someone you think that's all he said? I think, and then and then hung up on him. I don't <laughs> believe that.
2: He said, "Well, there was more to the conversation." The uh, Ducey said to him, "Mr. President, I'm going to continue to ask you different questions." And Biden said to him, "Go at or go at it or give on it to inflation. me. Let me have it.
1: As long as it was yeah. about inflation."
2: So I mean, Ducey didn't wasn't offended by it. He said he wasn't offended by it. Uh, my well, only it was argument:
4: is in the wrong job as, as a journalist. You would agree with that. I mean, people are going to get mad at you, at you if you were doing your job, right? I mean, well, I
2: mean, everybody came down on President Trump when he terribly mocked that reporter that uh, had a uh, what was it? A physical disability, and they should have. I mean, it was a, the wrong thing to do. And President Biden, who has been around hot microphones all his life, and you know, we had one maxim in this business: always. A assume that the microphone is on and unless joe biden is too stupid to realize that he might be sitting in front of a live mic or would have no reason to believe it was turned off because he didn't i mean he was there talking he had just answered another reporter telling her he she wasn't going to answer her and then deucey yelled out his question so he knew the mic was on unless he is and a he, senile and, and of we course. caught him
4: being human uh i don't know how much more time we have but i wanted to, to uh to ask Stan whether Stan has ever studied history, and realizing what is happening now in Europe is really scary, and similar to what was happening in Europe in the late 1930s, prior to 1939. And, uh, you know, uh, talking about Germany, it was Germany being aggressive at that time, forming at the Polish border, and appeasement was tried, and appeasement was tried. The only way these these uh bullies and that's what Putin is, is a bully, is is response is is force with force. And I think the president is responding appropriately. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna attack the president. So he's darned if he does, and darn if he doesn't. No, I'm not gonna attack but him on that. I think he's responding appropriately.
2: I, th- I th- well, uh, uh, appropriately and sending troops into the region, yes. Appropriately and not taking action now, if there are in fact ways he can discourage Putin from invading the Ukraine, I would rather see him do that than react to invading the invasion of the Ukraine after the fact. It certainly the Russians then have an investment that they're not going to back down from. Right now, if he says, "Listen, this is just a taste of what you're going to get. Here's what we're going to do now, and you withdraw those troops from the border area, and we'll te- we'll cancel our uh, we'll cancel these these um, things that we're going to do, with sanctions or whatever you want to call them." But that's not what he's doing. He's saying, "Well, we're going to send in troops, and we're going to wait till they invade, and then we're going to tell them to get out." That doesn't uh, make so, sense to so me. So the president is not threatening sanctions. He is, but the sanctions would have more effect, I think, if they were partially implemented now rather than after he invades. I'm sorry, we have another call coming in. Okay. After he invades, the after the Ukraine is invaded.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Harder than to get him out. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll probably have room for one more caller. we got Pamela Falk, a foreign affairs analyst with uh, CBS uh, based out of the U.N. She'll be here at 945. See, I said it right one time. Each caller gets four minutes. Dick is next. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Thank you for your patience. Well,
8: this this is more for Joe. What, what was your position in Chambersburg when you were there?
1: I was a borough councilman.
8: Okay, so the borough council last night voted to revoke the LGBTQ uh, uh, inclusive law that was extended in October for these this group of people and they said that they had pretty much had a mandate that's why they were put in office and i guess was kind of curious this is the first commonwealth or borough in this in the commonwealth to actually revoke a law like that that was instituted whether they're right or wrong instituted i'm not that's not my point my point is this is the first borough council to revoke such a law or uh, ordinance that, that extended some kind of protection for this group of people they said we don't really need it they're protected anyhow under this 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 and not whatever but and in in that area, Gettysburg, Sheppensburg, Camp Hill, Carlisle, Harrisburg, all have the same kind of ordinances. Um, I guess my point to you: Do you think that's a good thing that they start? Uh, uh, that they just go.
2: I'll I'll answer your question. Ironically, one guy uh, still on borough council I served with, he was a former, he was a councilman when I was on council, became mayor, Mm. and now he's a councilman again. But the point is, if you read the story and if you follow the ordinance, the ordinance didn't offer any real protection. There was nothing in it other than a call to meet together to arbitrate any problems. The federal laws and the state laws far outweigh it. It had no Real value in terms of protecting anybody, other than you were showing how woke we are to, to adopt this ordinance. Was it just trying to send a message? Kind well, of I think thing? it was trying to send a message, but the time it was a Democratic majority, the election was held, the Republicans campaigned on turning over the ordinance, and they were elected and have a 7 to 3 majority now on Borough Council in Chambersburg. And they really? did what they said they were going to do they repealed an ordinance that really didn't do what it was supposed to do.
8: I guess there's there's several around here uh, uh, boroughs are, that have this kind of ordinances. I guess my I guess my question do you do you think this will start a snowball effect where a lot of people get together and just start going away with this ordinance and maybe other things that offer protections well, if, if they don't like Well, if it.
2: the other ordinances actually have some teeth to them and they actually can survive the test of legitimacy in the courts, then I'd
1: say they wouldn't take them down. But oh, in Chambersburg's go. ordinance, it, it just didn't have any teeth. Thank you so much. I don't think you're going to find too many of those ordinances in Pennsylvania. I know Lewisburg considered one. I think there's a no, few. Harrisburg in the, has uh, one. Gettysburg has one. Okay. I think Shippensburg. I think
2: he's right. I'm, um, Dick was right about the other
1: communities so the that are. So there's a dozen or so of them in place so you'll see more towns eliminate them. All right, 1-800, oops, scratch that we're, we're out of time for calls, but we have the callers chosen who are ready to go. Lance is next. Go ahead, sir. You get four minutes maximum.
7: Okay. Um, anyway, we think about uh, the Roosevelt uh, statue and everything like that. That uh, There's a quote by Churchill that really hits it. It says, Of this I am quite certain. If we open a quarrel between the past and the present, we shall surely lose our future. And that's really the truth, isn't it? Yeah. uh, Yeah. That is. Mm -hmm. Well, also, um, we start to think about uh, Biden and uh, his uh, expletives or whatever like that. Well, and all, and your Carl are saying he's only showing his humanity. Okay. Now, when it was the Donald and storming, he was a totally crude, worthless philanderer, right?
2: <laughs> yes, he was going to do terrible things to women.
7: Right. Well, it's like Donald Trump's
1: wh- many, many wh- sins are always top of the mind, but President Biden's have long since been forgotten.
7: All right. And when it was Bill and Monica, well, he was only showing his humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that from how many places? That's not all he showed.
2: Yeah, right. He was showing more than his humanity.
7: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he will. Anyway. Uh, anyway, with Churchill, uh, there was uh, several things I always remembered about him. He was such a great uh, manager and people asked him about it. He said, it didn't seem to matter whether we were leading the charge up San Juan Hill or if you were the governor of the state or whatever. People that were working for you would charge hell with a bucket of water if you told them to do it. And he said, well, there's two things that you have to be. He said, one, you need to have common sense and the other, you have to have intelligence. He says, well, He said, well, if we, excuse me, don't go on. First, you have to have the intelligence to put the right man on the job. You don't take a plumber and expect him to put a roof on. Then, he says, you have to have the common sense to stay out of his way while he does it. And those two things, I think, really were the keys to his management. Uh, All right. You yeah. got you. Success. Good point. Good point. It really was. All right. Thank also, you so much. Well, one more here. I yep, got, go ahead. Uh, I got a minute and whatever. Yeah. Uh, a quote, I remember, I'm glad I even put this to memory, but it said, Far better it is to dare mighty things to win glorious triumphs, though checkered by failure than to take rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy much nor suffer much, for they dwell in that great twilight which knows neither victory nor defeat.
2: I think that's the fourth time you've quoted that on the program. Ooh, that's a tough one. Well,
7: listen, repetition is that's what, how what radio
2: you, ads work. The more you repeat it, right. the more people remember <laughs> right. it. See, Keep it if top it of wasn't,
7: the mind. Uh, it wasn't the Sunbury Motors wouldn't spend all that money for all those ads. <laughs> That's that right. They
1: were yeah, they would just run one every week, and that would be it. Our show's all sponsored right. on Wednesday by oh, the well. Sunbury Motor Company. All right, thank you so much, Lance.
2: Yeah, thanks, Lance. Always Lance, great to stay hear there.
7: you. Hey, bye-bye.
1: All
2: Tune in tomorrow righty, for another another, Rosa, another uh, Franklin. No, I'm sorry, Winston Churchill quote. <laughs> Bob, you're on the mark. Yes, please.
9: Yeah, good morning. Uh, I got uh, text Connect to WKOK about the country cover closing yesterday. It's sad to me because it was. Uh, I had family that worked there. I enjoyed their food. Um, I think they could have done things a little bit better. To um, the, I mean, when I went there for their seafood buffets, I mean, I it was the crowd was out the door. I mean, they're saying about you know, prices and stuff like that, where you just cut back on things and buy different, uh, you know, foods. And it, it might have been able to work out better if they would have done some some more buffet things, in my opinion. But um, I was happy to see that happen. And as soon as I said something to a business owner yesterday about it, he said, oh, well, then blame it on Biden. You know, it's every everybody blames it on Biden. It's not Biden's fault, you know you think maybe we're starting to go into a a recession
2: if we are it's biden's fault
9: (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and the thing is you guys the republicans always say well you never hear nothing about biden you know it it could swept under the rug it's because republicans don't know how to fight the win the democrats know how to put something out there and keep it up and that's how we win. Yeah, that was a great,
2: great victory for the president on Build Back Better, on the voting rights bill. Man, he really showed us how to win. <laughs> well, that's We've his.
9: got millions and millions and billions of dollars coming to our area to fix our roads and highways and our mining areas and stuff like that. You just wait and see. And that was it's done with Republican support. Difference.
2: That was done with Republican support. All the other things were not.
9: How many Republicans...
2: 14, 14, 14, 14 on the infrastructure. Yes, fourteen Ten, on maybe. the infrastructure, bill. fourteen, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think you're okay. Right. Very little, <laughs> and everybody well, will remember were, that there when were when it two comes Democrats. How about the two the Democrats? Won it. How about the two, two Democrats who supported pres- uh, who supported the, the Republicans
1: and the filibuster rule? Mm-hmm. All right. We got you, Bob. Thank you so much for calling yeah, in. nice Bob. Really appreciate it. All right. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. Says Joe Biden has a long history of loose
2: lips. After Obamacare was passed, Biden said to Barack Obama, quote, this is a big blanking deal. Only he didn't say blanking. Heard across the airwaves.
1: It. Signed by Dennis. It's well, It wasn't really broadcast per se, but it was it audible. It was an aside. If, <laughs> if, plus, if you had the mic, if you listen carefully, you could hear it. Oh, you could hear it perfectly big, clearly. big, Effing deal. deal. Right. right. Uh, let's see. Yes.
2: Stan, Stan here. Or Stan here. Hey, Eric, Stan here. Yay, Chamberlain tried to appease Hitler, and we know the results. Biden has been appeasing Putin since January 20th, 2021. Look at the record. I think that's what he meant. Probably. And then Biden is a 47-plus-year politician that only worries about lining his own pockets. He is corrupt. And uh Eric,
1: nice diversion.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Write that down. You're going to need it tomorrow. We hope to have Pamela Falk on the line very shortly, and uh, she's going to be calling in, so uh, we'll accept her call. If you wish to send us more emails, uh, we have some we haven't gotten to yet, so we hope to get to the rest of them. Uh Here's one that's kind of funny. On that says,
2: "I was sensitive to race, becoming insensitive because of all the
1: BS." <laughs> <laughs> they give up. I give up. All right. One in. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we're going to be talking to Pamela Falk. Uh, Dr. Pamela Pamela Falk uh, has a law degree. Uh, She is a CBS News foreign affairs analyst based at the U.N. headquarters in New York City. Reports on air, of course, we heard her on CBS radio from time to time. And she also contributes to CBSnews.com, former staff director of a U.S. congressional subcommittee of the House of Representatives, International Relations Committee. And she's on our news line right now. Dr. Falk, good morning.
10: Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Joe. This is very tense. Uh, <laughs> often you hear about some possible incursion around the world. The, you, the possibility that Russia could invade Ukraine has the world in a tizzy because um, the, it, it changes everything with Western Europe and the and U.S. and Ukraine. And Russia has denied its planning and assault, but it has... Uh, 100,000 troops near the Ukraine border. And so you've seen intense high-stakes diplomacy around the world with U.S. Secretary of State Blinken going there, with NATO bolstering its Baltic Sea region, and the U.S. ordering 8,500 troops on higher alert, even though U.S. is saying no boots on the ground. So... It's very tense.
1: Well, give us some sort of a sense of the high stakes. This is Mark speaking. What's at stake here? Explain this really delicate global balance of so many things that can be upset by an invasion.
10: Yes. uh, Hi, Mark. Uh, About 40 percent of the European Union's natural gas imports come from Russia. And so the whole question of pipelines across Ukraine um, has the Germans a bit skittish because they have the pipeline program set up to go. Um, Europe does depend on Ukraine as its breadbasket, but the natural gas imports are the ones that are affecting it. But on the other hand... Um, the U.S. has worked with NATO, and it's beefing up the defense and deterrence in the Baltic Sea area. So Denmark is sending a frigate and F-16 warplanes to Lithuania. Spain is sending fighter jets to Bulgaria. Uh, France is sending troops to Romania. Netherlands is sending F-35 fighters to Bulgaria also. And so you've got the U.S. saying no troops on the ground, but the U.S. is helping European nations in the event of a an invasion. And as you know, in 2014, the Russians did invade. They took a province of Ukraine and called a Russian and then, of course, took Crimea, the peninsula. And so Kiev is very worried that government in Ukraine is very worried about a potential invasion, but um, the West is working to make sure it stands together. And today, you had Ukraine saying, look, there's there's not an invasion imminent, so everyone should calm down, although it's a real threat. So they don't want a war, no one wants a war. Um, but the real issue here is that what Russia is saying um, and it's somewhat ironic um, that they feel threatened that this is their backyard, they don't want Ukraine to join NATO and that's why the first invasion or not the last invasion in 2014 took place. and so what they're saying is, look, don't bring troops. we want guarantees that troops aren't going to amass on their border on the ukraine side and so everything is flowing from that and they're trying to get guarantees from the u.s which w- would this administration the biden administration would like to totally guarantee ukraine sovereignty but on the other hand not have a war so it's back and forth um and i think it's going to take it at a minimum a few days if not a week to sort of set out If the U.S. can satisfy Russian demands, which they want in writing, um, about uh, the Ukraine side of the border.
2: Dr. Falk, let me ask you this. President Biden in his press conference used the word, um, things would be a little bit different if it was a minor incursion. Does that give you any right. insight into the thinking <laughs> going on in the White House? I mean, do they have, you think they have a scaled response? And I think a reporter also asked him, why are, why not do uh, some of these sanctions now before they move in? And he said, that's a stupid question. So give us your, your thoughts on this.
10: <laughs> You're right on the money. And this was... Uh, Part of the somewhat stumbling response from the White House, because um, President Biden, I think, was, was responding the way the White House has planned, and it seems to have been, that a minor incursion might invoke, uh, might have the West invoke some sanctions, but not these biting sanctions against leaders and and close them off to all lending from the West and all financing and everything that really is sort of, um, I hate to use the expression in this context, but the nuclear option um But loosely speaking, it's the big, the really biting sanctions option, which would put the U.S. and Russia really at loggerheads, and the U.N. and Russia really at loggerheads if they would impose it. Uh, But because Russia is on the Security Council, and by the way, will be the president of the Security Council, meaning they will determine the agenda on February 1st which is probably before any invasion would take place. And so uh, the U.N. may have its hands tied. But on your question, let's get back to that. Um, the U.S. backtracked on that, the Biden administration, and said, no, any kind of crossing of a border. And um, its The more they've gotten back and forth with the vice president, with President Biden himself, with the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., they've all clarified that there's no difference between an incursion and an invasion. So that's sort of been cleared up, but it was a bit stumbling in terms of the messaging to Russia. In terms of a stupid question... uh, it's gone back and forth a little. It's with Ducey from Fox News. Uh, what what the U.S. What he asked was, um, is um, is inflation a problem for the United States? I'm paraphrasing. And um, Biden, sort of off mic, uh, but hot mic, uh, said that was a stupid question and got a little nastier. But um, I, it was just the way the question was framed. Needless to say, the United States. Um, is fearing inflation. And so that was a sort of separate and apart question. But a lot of the market reaction, which has been soured, it has come because the markets are jittery because of a possible uh, Western uh, reaction to a Russian invasion of Ukraine.
2: With the Russians in charge of the Security Council, how can they possibly invade another country? I mean, wouldn't that... Wouldn't that uh... Right.
10: <laughs> You'd think... Uh, but they got away with it in 2014, and the question is, will they get away with it now? And um, they, it, it helps them in a fundamental way to be head of the Security Council because they would veto anything, and they might not even put it on the agenda, that would condemn any kind of incursion. So it still would be, I mean, it could be a resolution that the Security Council puts forward and they delay, but they ultimately veto it. But um, you're asking the right question. How can they actually get away with invading another country? And then comes the secondary plots, which are that the UK alleged that, um, and the US has has believed that they might set up a false flag um, action in Ukraine or Belarus that would justify their invasion. So they have been, um, sort of the kings of disinformation, and part of the question is, uh, could they make something look like they needed to invade? And, uh, they certainly, there certainly was a, um, a cyber attack against Ukraine, which happened in 2014 as well, just before the invasion. And so, um, the people are putting together two and two and saying, well, maybe they'll, they, they have a cyber attack which weakens Ukraine, then they, um, create some kind of skirmish that they say they have to go in for, and Bob's your uncle, you've got an invasion. And so all of that is playing into the way the U.S. and uh, Western Europe sees the possibility, hoping that they can come up with some kind of guarantees that give Putin a, a face saving way out and can avoid a ukraine invasion and and can defend the sovereignty of a of a sovereign nation of a nation that shouldn't be invaded in 2022
1: why can't the u.s do nothing why is just a total stand down watch the events as fold as they do why is that not an option
10: it's not an option because if these if if they go to war if ukraine and russia go to war you've got Very big uh, Personal um, uh, Tragedies that will occur In other words, troops of um, Russia, troops of Ukraine, Ukraine citizens Were killed during the Last incursion, there will be Ukraine um, uh, Casualties, and Of course, there's a very big Economic impact on the United States Um, If Western Europe doesn't get its gas Natural gas From Europe, uh, from Russia. I mean, and if this all closes down, and um, it means that the U.S. uh, will be at loggerheads with Russia on North Korea, which lobbed another new missile today, um, uh, which you've got to also take into account. China, which doesn't want to sanction North Korea, but um, on Russia, on the Iran nuclear deal, which are trying to close um, in Vienna on everything that deals with U.S. Russia will go sour. So it does have an impact on the United States um, in terms of everything uh, these days. We've seen from COVID, we've seen from everything else, there is no uh, nation that you can stand isolated these days.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much for all your insights. Do you have a moment to add anything else that you wish to, anything important maybe we didn't ask?
10: Well, I just think um, I, the combination of the Russia tension, the North Korea tension, the COVID still out there, even though people are hoping it's on its way down, has put the U.N. in the center seat on the front burner trying to deal with some of this. Afghanistan, for example, another one, is only the U.N. is there. The U.S. got out, and it's about to go into a major catastrophe on, fa- on famine. And so... Um, all of these things are ones that put the world, I mean, they, and a lot of people point to COVID as the reason the so many things are souring around the world. So it's a grim moment for international peace right now. But um, I'll end on the note that, that the coronavirus, um, uh, at least Omicron, may be waning.
1: All right. Well, thank you yeah. so much for your time and your talent and your Let's intellect. hope it doesn't become another League of Nations here at the end.
10: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank,
1: thank you exactly. so much Dr. Folk. Thank, thank you for you, calling Dr. in. Volk.
10: All right. Nice talking to you
1: both. Bye bye. that. Pamela Falk, a CBS News analyst stationed at the UN, also an educator, Hunter College, and a. Uh, has Obviously l-
2: well versed in law the international degree.
1: situation. Yeah, holy smokes. <laughs> uh, law degree and a PhD in international affairs. So uh, the, therein lies the Dr. Falk references. And she does teach, she's a professor as well. All right. Well, let's clear up the emails. We've got five there, and there's uh, just enough time to probably get to them all.
2: Okay, one of our emailers says, Tell me why a Native American and a shirtless African, slave, freed, slave, or other, walking alongside TR? Why are they there at all? I think because of he he did things that think. supposedly supported them. I don't know. I'd, I you'd have yeah, to I ask the sculptor, right? The national, the uh, national, what was it uh, nat- natural history museum? They're the ones American that commissioned history.
1: the statue. So you'd have to ask right. them why they chose that. Maybe that would help. Maybe that helped that commission that vote that voted on a split vote. Remember NPR said they didn't vote. They had a divided vote. So although most said to remove it, um, great question, Chris. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so we'd have much to we'd that. have to ask them. Just hit delete. Right. And we're done with that. Okay. Uh,
2: Another emailer says, President Biden's on-mic comment reveals that he is a misogynist at heart. What? He called the reporter's mother a female dog. The attack is on the other man's mother. It disparages her character, likening her to a female dog. How does Biden even know that? He owes the man's mother an apology. Yes, he does. We never think of what that phrase really means. Good point. Right. Right. Well, I mean, all you have to do is analyze the three words, son Uh, of a... (laughs) Tom's... Analysis Tom's analysis is, what a bunch of nonsense. Well,
1: what's the bunch of nonsense? Either Teddy or Ukraine, either way.
2: Oh, and the world situation this, is
1: a bunch of nonsense? Or, or, or this remark that was heard uh, on Mike yesterday. He gave this testy response That's as reporters walked out.
7: That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Thank you. The administration likely to spend bup the bup next bup few days.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, hit delete. Right, it was nonsense. Of course, when Donald Trump said nasty things, oh, that was the end of the well, isn't world. Isn't that funny? That's the next yeah. email. Did Donald ever call the Gold Star? Well, I put my glasses off. I it put did put them back on. Ever call the Gold Star family he insulted to apologize? Did he ever call the disabled reporter he mocked to apologize? Did he ever call John McCain's family to apologize for comments about him? His long list of personal insults would take up the rest. Of this show's time today, <laughs> no, he never did, and that's to his detriment. And my
1: opinion, if I were Peter Ducey, I would have said to the president, "You realize what you called my mother? I believe you owe her an apology." Said uh, another yes. emailer. So, thanks you for the thank you for those comments. Thank you for the calls. Thank you to Pamela Falk. Uh, thank you to Rob doing a fabulous job as always. Thank you to the listeners for putting up with it. Uh, so that is. This is WDKO, OK Sunbury.